Hi, moms. I'm Becca Carnahan. And I'm Marie Tremblay. We're two mom friends and career development professionals here to help you answer that big question. What do I want to be when I grow up? Just because we're moms now doesn't mean we're all the way grown up yet. I know I'm not. Me neither. And we want to give you permission to grow, change, and evolve as a parent and professional. By sharing real stories from real moms, we're going to help you navigate the motherhood identity shift, career changes, work-life balance questions, and more. Are you ready to keep growing up with us? Yes. Then let's do this. Hi, Marie. How are you today? I'm good. Uh, We have a special episode today, and we usually talk about job searching, uh, but today we have something totally different. We're going to change it up a little bit because... We, what's really exciting is we hear about people getting jobs. I mean, we've talked about so much about trying to find a new job or crafting a new job, but we don't often talk about these big wins of people getting new jobs and we support them too, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. It's a huge win, um, but it's a huge adjustment as well. So today we want to talk about those first 30 days. Yes. Um, And so like we always do, we're going to dive into a story. And this comes from uh, people that we worked with in the Career Clarity Program. We're going to change some details a little bit. Uh, But this is Elizabeth's story. And Elizabeth worked really hard to get her new job and super proud of her and all the work that she put in to, to land this new job. It's a hybrid position, which is what she really wanted. She'd been working fully in an office before, wanted some more flexibility. The hybrid role was going to be a better fit for her. So she's psyched. She's going to be in the office two days a week now instead of five. Mm-hmm. Complete game changer for her, uh, as well as the job is just a, is more aligned too. She's working for a company that is a little more mission aligned with where she wants to be. The values of the company that from her career and life criteria, good match. So all good there. Super excited. At the same time, she hasn't started a new job in like, well, at least a new job in a new company in like ten years. She yeah. was with her old company for 10 years. And she had a couple of promotions, but it wasn't like she was starting over from scratch and mm-hmm. meeting all new people. So she was nervous yeah. and understandably so. I can I remember those jitters about starting mm-hmm. something new. It's hard. It's hard. And that's actually why she stayed with us for a little while after she got her new job, because we have mm-hmm. a bonus um, section on starting a new position. Yes. Yep. So we have this bonus uh, success on the job. And it's exactly for this reason, because mm-hmm. just because you landed that new role doesn't mean it's like, oh, all done. Off yeah. we go. <laughs> uh, you're still starting the new role and yeah. having community and support around you as you're meeting a lot of new people and getting acclimated to a new space is really, really helpful. So I am glad that we had the opportunity to continue to work with Elizabeth and women like Elizabeth who want that additional support because community is everything. And the way we break down this idea of success on the job is you may have heard of the book, The First 90 Days. Renee Brown. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, so this is um, a really it's a really great book and i know i've seen actually your your husband reading this yeah, book uh, he always reads uh, this book when he starts a new job <laughs> yeah it's, it's really good and mm-hmm. um there's concepts in there that i think we can adjust and evolve because it's yeah. that book is really a lot for 
very senior level positions. And for some people, that's going to be an exactly the right fit. Um, but across any level, I think th thinking about your first 90 days in a role is mm -hmm. going to help you create a plan, an action plan. And yeah. Specifically, we'll focus in this episode on the first 30 days and some of the key priorities there to really help Elizabeth to feel prepared for those mm. uh, those first days in the office, those first days at home and adjusting into her new role. Yeah. And we're going to break down all the concepts, of course, but I think the key word that resonates the most for me is just listening. I think that's an overarching reminder that no one's expecting you to know everything on day mm. one. And that's what we tell Elizabeth too, is that you don't have to know every single thing and they are, you're the person that they picked so that they trust you. They know that you're bringing in great skills. They know that you're going to be able to solve problems. Hmm. They're not expecting you to solve every single thing on day one. They're hmm. expecting you to bring all of the awesome that you have into this new role, but they know you're going to need to learn. So give yourself permission to learn and grow. And before we even get there, just take some time to acknowledge that this is a transition. So mm -hmm. what can you do to help you transition? What? How can you get out of the worrying rocking chair? I've been like, oh my gosh, this is going to be stressful <laughs> uh, and I'm not going anywhere, but I'm just worrying and rocking back and forth. Um, some of that is preparation. And mm. I'm thinking logistics here too. Mm. What can you do to help yourself get ready for that those first few days. Mm -hmm. So where, I, this is going to sound super basic, but like, where are you going? What are you going to wear? What are you going to have for lunch? Mm. Some of those steps, some of those little steps actually can help to turn the, the burner down a little bit on the anxiety when you have some of the logistics figured out. So mm. let's, let's start there. And so maybe the research isn't going to LinkedIn. Maybe the research is looking on the, on Google Maps <laughs> saying, what's yeah. the best way for me to get there just so that I can decrease my stress. And if mm -hmm. looking at the the job description and saying, okay, it's it's nine to, it says, maybe it says nine to five. So I know exactly when I'm supposed to be there, yeah. but maybe it doesn't say, and you have a list of questions, some logistical questions that are perfectly acceptable for you mm -hmm. to be emailing your manager ahead of time and saying, I'm looking forward to getting started on day one, had a couple of logistical questions I wanted to run by you so that you feel prepared and you know mm -hmm. what paperwork to bring, you know when to be there, where to be there um, in case the company hasn't articulated it as clearly. Yeah. You can ask about the onboarding process uh, mm -hmm. if it's going to be done on Zoom or if it's going to be done while you're at the office, probably at the office, but maybe a little bit of both. We never know mm -hmm. nowadays. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they're, they can't expect you just to know. So go ahead and ask those questions. So my first 30 days advice is going to start there at <laughs> understanding the logistics. And building off of that is also, it's going into your point, Marie, about the listening. And it's listening and asking questions to understand the norms of mm. your new environment. So what I mean by norms is how do they, how do people communicate with each other? Do they use Slack, email? Is it more common to pick up the phone? Uh, how are people getting work done mm. in this hybrid environment? Are, is everyone in the office on those same two days that you are? Or should you be communicating with them using Slack, using email? Are there other asynchronous tools that people use to build relationships and collaborate 
make sure we listen for it, but also ask for it. Figure out what those norms are early on, and that's going to help you to get more acclimated and mm. understand how to how to best be successful in your position. We have our day one plan. We know where we're going to be and when. We've figured out, we've been listening and learning about the norms of communication and how work gets done. And I think the third biggest thing for me, and this goes back to the theme of listening, but it's also about asking questions, is making sure that you have clarity around your role. Mm. And for a lot of people, they kind of skip past this part. <laughs> They'll say, all right, I've interviewed for the job. I've asked some really good questions and amazing. Elizabeth did too. She asked some really good questions. But then when we sat down and looked and I said, well, what questions do you have about the role? Well, I'm not really sure. I'm guessing they're just going to they'll train me when I get there. Hmm. Wouldn't it feel much more empowering to know, to kind of create your own training plan to a certain extent, to look at that job description and say, what specific questions do I have about each one of these points? And if they proactively, the company proactively answers these questions in my training plan that they hand me, amazing. But if they haven't, it's okay that you still have questions about them because mm. though that job description is outlining how you can be successful in the job. Do you also want to ask how they measure su that success? Mm -hmm. And hopefully you've asked that question hopefully, in the, yeah. in in the, the interview, interview. <laughs> but you can ask it more specifically once you get into the job. So let's say... For example, you you saved that job description, which I very much encourage people to do. Save it after you apply to a job, copy and paste it if you're going to be, um, if you're worried that it's going to go down because mm. that job description helps you prepare for the interview, helps you ask good questions, but it also is going to help you as you're going into the new role because you can go line by line. And it, it might say one of the elements of the job description is um, – ensure that we have like strong communication between our department and this other department you're the liaison that's a great question that you mentioned marie like how how would how will we measure success what is what does successful communication look like hmm. between our department and this other department you haven't been there before you don't know what the communication breakdowns have been before so it's a it's okay and actually great for you to ask that question of your direct manager, of the other stakeholders. That's another piece we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, what does that success look like so that you can make a more detailed plan of how you're going to get there? So look at the job description line by line. What questions do you have? The question might be, how is success measured for this bullet point? The question might be, what is the timeline for this bullet point? It might be, who should I be interacting with yes. to accomplish that goal? <laughs> yeah, the um, conundrum of getting to know who's who. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is. It can feel like a conundrum for sure. Um, but it can also be something that you tackle with questions. And it's going to feel less overwhelming if you have a specific question, who should I interact with here? Mm -hmm. Amazing. I'm going to go find that person, introduce myself, meeting the stakeholders and talking with more people who are going to play into how you can be successful in the job. That's a good 30 day, first 30 days activity too. Um, mm. Understanding who the players are and starting to meet some people so you can build relationships and ask them questions and learn from them. All these steps is really to reduce your stress. And mm. if you can reduce your level of stress, you can show up um, as your best self for those first 30 days as well. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're looking for really. And those first 30 days, 
you're going to be tired. Let's just mm-hmm. call it what it is. You're going into a new job, whether you are physically there or you are working from home, you're going to feel tired. I have felt this myself because you're meeting a bunch of new people. You are trying to learn and take in a lot of information. You are out of your comfort zone. And whenever you push yourself out of your comfort zone, it's going to take a little bit more energy, especially if you're someone who is someone like you and I, who both like put a couch on our vision board of someone who feels very cozy um, (laughs) being doing, getting into our comfort zone. You're pushing yourself out. And I'm super proud of Elizabeth and for all of our members who have pushed themselves out of that comfort zone and taken on new jobs that are a better fit for their life. Mm -hmm. It's still going to feel tiring. So allowing yourself, and this is more of a logistics thing too, allowing yourself the grace of saying, yeah, you know what? I'm tired. I'm not going to create a week for myself, if I can avoid it, of tons of activities happening at night, or I'm going to ask for some more help at home Mm -hmm. because that first first week, especially even into the second week, it's going to be extra tiring. So find the ways that you can to recharge. Absolutely. And take it easy during those first weekends as well. Just try to maybe stay home with the kids and just have no plan that might uh, help you recoup a little bit. It really can. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hard to do, but there's so many birthday parties and oh, events yeah, and sports. And, oh my gosh. You can say the, no. <laughs> sometimes the weekends don't feel like weekends. I, I, yeah. I remember saying that to my husband, Glenn, a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, I don't think this weekend had much weekend to it. Um, yeah. So if you can plan ahead because you know you're starting a big it's a big life change moving into a new role mm-hmm. if you can plan ahead to as you think about your start date do you want to start the week that you know you have a million events going on or can you ask to start the next week um that's yeah. a possibility in your negotiation or if you have a lot of control over your schedule but when events are happening or if you can say no or ask for help if you're starting on a busy week, find that help, find the ways to say no so that you can recharge. Otherwise, your your fuse is going to be real short because you're mm. going to be exhausted. So let's bring the best version of yourself to your work because I know it's important to you and bring the best version of yourself to your home too because that's also important to you. That's why you wanted this new flexible and fulfilling job so that you could be there for your people. Mm-hmm. So let's bring the best version of you to your people. Yeah. And if you need support during this transition in your life, come hang out with us. Yes, please come hang out with us. Support is huge. It's so important. That's why we're really glad that Elizabeth hung out with us and asked these questions. And for other people who have gone through the program, who have asked these questions, support from your friends and family, support in a professional setting like this, support from community and support from your manager too. And make sure that as you're onboarding into this new role, your manager is going to be key. So they are the person that you are going to be asking the questions of uh, about your job description. They're going to be the person that you're going back to and saying, here's what I've observed about how communication gets done. Is that is that correct? Is there something else I should be looking at? As I think about my learning plan going forward, and this is starting to creep into the first 60 days, uh, we're focusing on the first 30 right now, mm-hmm. but I think about my learning plan. This is what I'm thinking about learning, who I'm thinking about reaching out to. Is there anything I'm missing? Your manager is a huge support structure in this. So make sure that you spend the time in those early days to invest in that relationship and asking questions yeah. and get support elsewhere. Yeah. And remember that they really like you and they want you to do well. So 
That's the perfect yep. way to end this is to say <laughs> to Elizabeth too, they like you. They really like you. They like you enough to pick you out yeah. of dozens of other people that they could have chosen for this job. And they, they all want you to succeed. You. Mm-hmm. They want you to succeed. You want you to succeed. So let's make a plan to get there. And if you need some support, like you said, in those first 30 days or the first 60 days, the first 90 days, we have more content here around how you continue to build on this. Come hang out with us in the Career Clarity Program. We'd love to have you. Thanks for tuning in to When Mommy Grows Up. If you're interested in learning more about how career coaching can help you along your journey of growing up as a mom and professional, head over to nextchaptercareers.us, where you'll also find the free Just Right Job Match quiz. You can contact us at podcast at nextchaptercareers.us if you have questions, comments, or want to share your story for some coaching on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be here every week with coaching stories and two mom friends in your corner.